Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash swordandlaser. everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and of course, awesome discussions from fans just like you. Mm, well, not exactly. I mean, it's not like they're clones. True. But they're very close similar, to yeah, Similar very to Very similar to, to you. In, in, in interest, in, in intelligence... In well, no, I think you're. I think the you that's listening right now is maybe a little bit smarter I than mean, the other. Don't tell the you. other one, but I mean, yeah, you might be just a touch. Ahead. I wasn't going to say anything, right. but you brought it up. Yeah. Um, also, uh, did you? Is that a new dress? <laughs> it looks lovely. You look great. You look <laughs> great. Yeah. Did you get a haircut? <laughs> I'm really liking I that like haircut your on you. Yeah, you're just you're killing it. You're yeah, crushing way to it. Go. You're crushing it. You are crushing it in all things. Uh, thanks, everybody. That's our show. <laughs> Affirmations with Tom and Veronica. <laughs> We're just here to, to affirm you. Do you feel my, affirmed? Good. I do. I do nightly affirmations with my dogs. Is that weird? No, that's actually great. I should do that too. Yeah. Before we go to bed, I lay down. They each have their own separate, like, mm-hmm. big dog bed, and yeah. I lay down in the bed with them. And I pet them and I tell them how wonderful they are. Yeah, I think that's how important. much I love them. Mm-hmm. And I think it just really sets the tone for them to have a nice, nice sleep. That is great. I think that is fantastic. Dogs need that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Django didn't. Django was a weird dog. She, she, she was like, yeah, I know. Um, but Ray and Sawyer definitely need that. <laughs> a little um, comfort, a little Most dogs do. Uh, but yeah, I, I, if if you were telling them how great you were, that would be weird. But that's that yeah, would be weird. The other way, yeah. I think, works really well. I think that's good. I do do that with my husband. I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm great. You are so lucky. Do you know how good you got? It? You're making him so paranoid. Oh, you really are are uh, punching. Uh, this is the ah, same no, one. I can never no. get it. <laughs> Batting over your weight class. Batting hitting o- over your hitting over your weight class. Punching over. Punching up. Is punching what, up. Yeah, but don't say that's horrible. Don't say that. <laughs> well, this, that was the joke. I know. That's the joke. Uh, what the are you joke, drinking? A funny joke. That's not. That's not the joke. No, that is not a that, joke. What that wasn't the joke. I was making a Simpsons reference. It wasn't that joke. It's a spicy. I'm meat. not sure. It's a spicy <laughs> meatball. I'm not. Is that the joke you were making? I don't even know what accent I was doing, to be honest. Which okay. hopefully saves me from offending anyone. Um, I'm drinking pink wine. Good for you. I'm drinking I, water. Rose. I'm Could not you turn sure. my water into pink wine? <laughs> I haven't, yeah, I haven't gotten that ability yet. Okay. Um, well, we'll work on it. 
Maybe when I start to come. tell Ryan later how I'm I'm basically a divinity, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, then we'll we'll talk about the wine thing. Right, um, right. Cool, cool. So let's jump into the quick burns. Let's do it. Congratulations to Mary Robinette Cole for winning the Locus Award for Best Science Fiction Novel for The Calculating Stars, as uh, is pointed out, a previous sword and laser pick. Mm-hmm. And Ursula K. Le Guin continues to make her presence known to us after she is gone as Ursula K. Le Guin conversations on writing one best nonfiction book and the books of Earthsea, the complete illustrated edition with Charles Vess, one best art book, the complete list of winners, of course, on tour. Again, the sword and laser effect. Yeah. It keeps happening. Listen, folks, you can say, well, wait a minute. The sword and laser effect doesn't apply to books that we haven't read that won. Doesn't matter. This isn't science. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is science fiction. It's science. It's science for fiction. Yes. Right. Which is a slightly different <laughs> it's thing. fictional science for fiction. There you go. For yeah. science fiction. Mm-hmm. Or possibly Or just, or just you know, also fantastical fiction as <laughs> yeah. well. Right. Um, excellent. Uh, Clyde says the Rook has started on stars. I reckon the first episode hit all the right notes. I wonder how closely they will follow the book. Might be difficult to do it in eight episodes. Tom, you have been watching this show. What do you think? I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm surprised how much I like it. Uh, the Why first, are you surprised? Well, the first episode caught me off my guard because they change some things. That's not really the problem. TV shows always change things and that's fine. And some people are quibbling with the things that they changed uh, because they missed them from the book. And that's just always going to happen. So that that's not really the stuff that bothered me. But the tone was so much different than I imagined it when mm. I read it. Uh, you know, when we watched Game of Thrones on TV for the first time, I think we both were impressed by how much it matched what we imagined the world to be like. Uh, and when it didn't, it was even better. This, I'm like, the tone, the feel, the look just doesn't match what I was expecting. And I, so after the first episode, I'm like, I'm not sure. But I definitely was curious to watch the second episode. And after the second episode, I was excited to watch the third. So even though it's different than I expected... I'm still loving all the the same things about Miffany and about the Sheke uh, that I loved in the book uh, and and kind of enjoying that they're being told to me with this different sort of moodier lens. Mm, uh, that was going to be my question. Yeah, because I, I, I watched the trailer and I mm-hmm. felt like it was darker than the book was. Yeah. I mean, it, you can see in the video that it's, it's it's shot with kind of a bluish, darkish filter, right? Uh, that's the color tone of it. And, and the tone of the, of the language and the pacing matches it. Uh, I think it might be a little simplistic at times. Uh, but honestly, the only complaint I have is that Miffany feels a lot more anxious than I thought she did in the book. I thought even the Miffany at the beginning of the book who wakes up with no idea who she is or anything, uh, I, I felt still had an air of of kind of underlying confidence that we haven't really seen. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if that's something in the TV show where they wanted to hold that back more and then have it emerge. And that, that could play really well. So, And I, I honestly, I think that's one of the reasons I'm liking it more with every episode is some of the things that I was concerned about after episode one, they've kind of started to give me reasons why they're doing it in further episodes, which is making it really enjoyable. Um, yeah. To, and to be clear, I meant when I said darker, I meant um, moodier, not yeah, necessarily. Yeah. No, no, no. I know you visually did. Darker. I was just saying there's also there's a visual darkness that kind of yeah. is emblematic of that moodiness uh, in, in it as well. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of stars, I tried to start watching uh, the second season of Outlander. Yeah. On stars. And it unfortunately suffered from the same problem as the book series. I just could not get into the France stuff. Like, oh, for really? some reason, like, huh. it's that this first episode is so boring to me. Like, I can't, I couldn't even get through it. I got like 60% through it. And it's I was very like, historical. Just so much talk. There's a lot of France. <laughs> I don't. And also I'm <laughs> very confused. A lot of powdered wigs. Yeah. And I'm also just very confused because uh, I don't want to talk about spoilers for a book we haven't read and a mm, show that not everyone yeah. has seen. Um, but the the back and forth between, um, I don't know if they're flashbacks in the second season because she's. All right, whatever. I don't want to spoil it. We'll talk later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll I, I would recommend later. pushing through, even if you have to skip, you know, skip part of an episode or something, because I feel like that that season gets really good in the second half. And I enjoyed all the court intrigue, Frenchy stuff, but it's very historical. And if you're like, I, I didn't come for a period French piece, uh, then yeah, just kind of, <laughs> I think you can, you can, you're safe and fast forwarding a little bit. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Mark wrote uh, on our Goodreads Quick Burns thread, what to read this summer based on your favorite Star Trek character uh, done on StarTrek.com. And I think they did a great job. Uh, it starts off with Jeff Jonathan Archer from uh, the Enterprise series, reading mm -hmm. The Calculating Stars by Barry Robinette Cole, <laughs> uh, which is great because if you've seen that series, he's very much an explorer, kind of doing things for the first time. Um, Trip. Uh, who's actually my favorite character on Enterprise, is assigned the Wayfarer series by Becky Chambers, which is one of my favorite series. I love that. Um, Michael Burnham from Star Trek Discovery Ooh. was given Nine Fox Gambit by Yoon Ha Lee. Yeah. This is a good one. Spock was given um, Remembrance of Earth's Past uh, Trilogy by Liu Shikshin, Shikshin Liu. Uh -huh. uh, well, yep. Of course, the three-body problem. Um, and then let's see. Oh, Uhura got Binti. The complete trilogy of Binti by Nettie Korafor, right. which is pretty cool. I, I <laughs> these am, are interesting. I am a big fan of Catherine Janeway. I love Star Trek Voyager. Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. Also, uh, I haven't read it, but love I'm Naomi reading Novik. it now. I'm reading it right now. I'm not sure that's Catherine Janeway's book. That's all I'm trying to say here. I love Naomi Novik. I love Catherine Janeway. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess she does like kind of a fantasy holodeck ish stuff. Does she? I, well, I don't remember my Voyager. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little bit. Mm, okay. Yeah. Ch and Chakotay reading Picard, Rebecca Roanhorse seems a little on the nose, but okay. It's a great book. <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard has The Raven Tower by Anne Leckie, which I haven't read yet. It's inspired. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy partly inspired by Hamlet, which makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, Seven of Nine reading Mem by Bethany C. Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, ooh, uh, and, and then Worf Tom is Paris reading, reading Here and Now and Then by Mike Chen. <laughs> I like how we're just like picking our favorite characters and yeah. blurting them out over each other. <laughs> uh, Worf is reading The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. Of course uh, I read the first yeah. Murderbot story and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So that's a good that's a good pick. Major Kira from Deep Space Nine reading Internment by Samira Ahmed. Uh, also a, li a little on the nose, but also perfectly on the nose in that case, I think, because, you know, the whole Bajoran thing and. Cardassian mm -hmm. occupation. Yeah. Well, this is super fun to scroll through and uh, and see who your favorite characters uh, would be uh, checking out and reading similarly to you. 
there's a lot of characters in here. So they put a lot of uh, thought into this over on StarTrek.com. Very cool. Good promotion for the authors, too. Yeah. Thank you, Mark, for pointing that out to us. Dara Dara says that George R. R. Martin revealed some tidbits about the new Game of Thrones series, including which houses fans can expect to see. Yes, the Starks and Direwolves, no Lannisters. And you can read uh, more over at Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Westeros is divided into 100 kingdoms at this point. It has not coalesced into the seven. Uh, so there's a lot mm-hmm. more factions. Uh, it's a true ensemble cast is one of the five and the show might get a slightly different title. That's he keeps calling it the long night says he's not supposed to say that cause they haven't officially settled on it, but he mm-hmm. said the other suggestion he likes is the longest night. <laughs> okay. Hardly different, but okay. Um, <clears throat> speaking of dire wolves, I have an announcement to make. Oh dear. Okay. I was not prepared for this. What, what, what is it? I, I don't want to uh, get ahead of myself too much in case something happens and it doesn't happen, mm. but I am scheduled to meet two dire wolves in Ireland on our trip. Wait. Well, okay. So by the way, if people don't know, we're going to Worldcon in Ireland, both mm-hmm. of us. Uh, so if you're in Ireland or if you're going to Worldcon in Ireland, which I know some of you are, uh, you can meet us. There'll be a sword and laser panel there. It's either on Friday or Saturday. I don't, I don't know if the schedules are complete, so I don't really want to say yet. Um, but, but look for it in your program and come meet us and hear Veronica's tales of meeting a dire wolf. Where are you meeting a dire wolf? I'm going on like one of the Winterfell tour experiences oh. and I'm getting to meet Odin and Thor Aww. who played Summer and Grey Wind. That's great. I am so excited. Do you get to actually like pet them and say hi or do you just yes. get to see them? You get to say hi. Oh my gosh. That's great. And like hang out with them for like a half an hour. That's amazing. I'm going to cuddle the shit out of them. <laughs> You know, what a great job for dogs to just to have a bunch of people who are excited to meet them come and like pet them and give them a love. I mean, it's a dream job, dog job. I was like, yeah, take my money. Take my money. Just take my money. Take all of my money. I want to meet these dire wolves. Max my credit card. I'm meeting the dire wolves. This is happening. Um, That's so great. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. So I, I will definitely take lots of photos. Uh, don't worry. I did not put it on the sword and laser credit card. Uh, this is a Veronica expense. Okay. All and right. but I will report back uh, from the field. I mean, I feel like it's a business expense because you are going to talk about it, but it's too right. late. I already paid for it. I don't know how to expense <laughs> things. It's all okay. Right. Uh, well, David, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. David, David wrote the US TV broadcast of the Le Guin documentary Words of Ursula K. Le Guin will finally air August 2nd on American Masters on PBS. Oh, very cool. I'll definitely check that out. We heard some great things about this, I think, when it aired in the UK. Uh, so very nice that it is finally coming to the US. Yay, us. No more torrenting. Very cool. <laughs> um, Tally or Taylor, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Welcome to the club. Um, said that Sarah Waits created a database for queer science fiction and fantasy. It's only got about seven, 70 entries now, but she's taking suggestions. And that's over at queersf.theillustratedpage.net. And this is really a really cool database of of different authors and uh, content associated uh, with queer fiction. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, oh, you can even do uh, recommendations. You can select different categories that you want, uh, but there's tons of different options in here. Definitely cool. Yeah. If, if you don't understand when we say database, uh, it means it's not just a big, long list. 
because it's a database, you can go in and say, okay, I'm looking for all ages stuff, non-binary novellas, mm -hmm. and it will spit out all of the books in the database that that meet that description. And and like Veronica said, there's a ton more uh, categories, uh, not just in 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 sort of your your uh, identities, but also what kinds of fantasy do you want? Intersecting identities? Do you want a romantic relationship or not? What kind of romantic relationship? Uh, ta other tags like you know ends with queer couple alive and together is one of the things you'd oh, be like. Amazing. I only want to read <laughs> stories like that. Uh, and oh, I have I own one. Well, I own two of these books at least. Um, but A Study in Honor by Claire O'Dell is one that I've really, really wanted to read. Um, I, I kept it out of Lem's library because I was so excited about it. Um, but it's kind of like a retelling of uh, Sherlock Holmes. Man, and there's also like, uh, if you go, if you do a, a search uh, on this and it gives you a list that meets your your requirements, it'll give you some reviews. For instance, uh, The Vila, I have not heard of, but there's a review by Yoon Ha Lee, Becky Chambers, S.L. Wang, and River Solomon uh, that what? teamed up to make a review. That like I, I just want to read that review now. Much, you know, I'll probably end up reading the book too. Yeah, so this is great. So if you click on any of the books too, you get a description of the book, you get a little bit of a review, and you also get um, what the representation includes. Uh, so the book that I was mentioning, A Study in Honor, uh, has like a physically disabled black lesbian protagonist. So you can really see like where they get these different categories from and how you can find things that like represent you or represent stories that you're interested in reading. Um, so I think that's a it's a very cool project. So thank you for sharing. And then Mark uh, wrote... Jade War swag release date for Jade War is July 23rd and uh, points to a FondaLee.com post where Fonda Lee says, if you pre-order Jade War or buy it within its first week of release, so I guess up till July 30th, I'll send you a signed book plate, a postcard of the Green Bone Oath and a vinyl No Peak Clan sticker to show off your <laughs> clan loyalties. That's very cool. I'm going to do this. Uh, yeah, you're gonna do this. I I totally want that No Peak Clan sticker. That's awesome. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it now. <laughs> no, you can't do it now because I have to do it now. And oh, okay, I'll do and it. And this is gonna be awkward, awkward yeah. silent time. Right. While we do that, all right, we'll do it after <laughs> the show. Okay, that's fair. I'm not Very closing cool. that tab though. I'm definitely doing. Leave this. that tab open. All right, everyone, thank you so much for submitting your stories. If you've got hot issues that you want to talk about on the show, head over to the Quick Burns thread over on goodreads.com slash sword and laser. All right, well, now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is, of course, our feedback from the audience. Uh, there was a cute Goodreads thread uh, that had a wonderful comic in it that I saw a little bit ago. I'm loading it, which is why, okay, Daradara posted uh, this comic via Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial, a webcomic. And Tom, I was hoping you would read um, the part of the captain. I'll read the intro. Are you ready? Okay. Why are you sad? Do you not want to be the captain? Because the captain's a jerk. <laughs> do you want to no, do you want no, to gender it's just swap a part. these characters? It's just a part. It's fine. It's just a part. Actually, you got to dig deep. Really like Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial. I, I have it in my RSS feeds. It's good comic. Very cool. All right. What it's like to read 1950s science fiction. Now that the muon fusion drive is running and the quantum teleporter is flexing, where's my lunch, woman? Can we have one of the droids fix lunch? There are so many of them. Those are boy androids. That's it. That's it's the whole very comic. uncomfortable to make me say those things. 
Uh, but the uh, the art's really good. The uh, captain is like smoking a pipe. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Terp Grissom says, too close to home, winky face. Uh, I would just like to make uh, a plea that not all 50s sci-fi is like this and you should no. try to seek it out because the stuff that isn't is really good. But yeah, there's a lot. Did of you just right. hashtag not all 50s sci-fi? 50s sci-fi. I guess I did. But uh, <laughs> but Lee Brackett, we read Lee Brackett. True. You're very right. You're right. Come on. Yes. In this case, it's true. But there is a pretty intense lack of representation in, uh, in, in most, 50 sci-fi. But, you know, especially like was... the mass market Pulp Fiction stuff. Yeah, no. It's totally. Yep. And then Dave W. Uh, wrote in and said, Hi, Tom and Veronica. Just listened to the latest podcast in which you were <laughs> speculating about Rosamund Pike, who has been tapped to play Moraine Demered in the Damodred, Damodred in the TV series of uh, The Wheel of Time. According to IMDb, she wasn't in any of the Twilight Saga movies, which you had thought she was. But it's interesting that you tagged her as the cool girl Cullen sister in those films because her big breakthrough was starring as Amy Dunn in Gone Girl. And both the book and the film are known for her cool girl rant, which he links to over on the Goodreads quote section, which is very long, but very good. Um, okay. So Dave was not the only one who pointed this out. We had a number of people <laughs> over in our forums as well realize my mistake. And I, I know why I did it. It was because I was thinking of Nikki Reed, who played Rosalie. Oh, uh, okay. And for some reason, I conflated the two in my head. And I, to me, I, I feel like they kind of look alike. I mm, guess maybe they're mm -hmm, just blonde. Mm -hmm. Ladies, not all blondes, Veronica, not all blondes, <laughs> not all blondes. Um, uh, I so thank didn't you for writing know it. anything that Veronica was talking about. So I'm certainly not going to judge <laughs> because I couldn't even keep straight who the Cullens were or any of that. So, yeah, our apologies. We apologize on behalf of the management. <laughs> On, on behalf of Nikki Reed, on behalf of Rosamund Pike, <laughs> yes. on behalf of anyone else I've confused in the past, this is for you. <laughs> I think I was kept saying Esme something, so I don't, I don't know. Renesme, um, yeah, uh, their their daughter in the Twilight books in the later book is uh, that's Renesme. Okay, she's named after her mother, and I don't know something Esme, else. The other lady right here, here i go again yeah no, see now we're just making about. things up now yeah. okay perfect i like um, our version of reality <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> all right let's uh let's talk a little bit about the book uh our book pick that was uh picked for us by the wonderful bria grant Yay. um and we're only about halfway through the month so we're not going to get too spoilery no uh, i don't think we should so get you know. spoilery at all if you're worried about no that spoilery. Yeah, no, no no spoilery um and big thanks to Bria again for picking this. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm I'm done now myself. Uh, mm -hmm. And we are going to wrap it up with spoilers in our next episode uh, at the end of the month, which will also be when we kick off the next book because of the way the schedule ends. But also we we may or may not be able to get another recording slot with Bria. She's super busy uh, with a bunch of stuff right now. But if we can, we want to slot that in. Mm -hmm. But for now... Just checking in, I know that sort of the mainstream opinion amongst our our group is they like the relationship stuff. They didn't like the science fiction. That seems to be a common opinion anyway. I I think I agree. I think I agree. I'm also done. I also enjoyed the book and I've actually recommended it to other people um, who I think might like it. But yeah, the the space stuff, especially at the end, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that more in the next episode. 
Yeah, it's it's hard to to talk non-spoilery about specifically what might bug and what might not. Uh I I for one thought the science fiction was solid. Uh I was I wouldn't put it up there in the upper echelon. Uh but I'd put it above 50%. I I think it was it none of it was terribly surprising and like you say mm-hmm. towards the end you could have some questions about certain things. Well, you know who didn't like the science in this book? What? You know who didn't like the science in this book? I mean, a lot of people didn't, but well, I was gonna, I was, I was using that as a segue for the the first Goodread discussion. Oh, oh, but I can, who? I can hold off on that. No, I can hold I off totally on that. Did not if you're not pick ready up what yet, you were throwing down. Go ahead. I'm okay. sorry. Who? So you Veronica? know, you know who did it. You know who didn't like the science in this book, Tom? <laughs> it was John Taloni. Oh, John was one of them. What did What did John say? He says, "Oh, God, woo woo, bad science alert." He says, I'm trying to decide how it is in a book that mentions actual space travel, wormholes, a solar system today's space travel love and SF fans could plausibly have heard of, and a reasonable time travel, and sorry, and a reasonable travel time from Mars using chemical rockets has instantaneous communication to a ship at least 10 light minutes away. To quote Pretty Women, big mistake, huge. And so easily explained away. Throw in a bit about hyperwave or quantum entangled communication devices. If you're going to say JSC and expect the audience to be space savvy enough to flash on Johnson Space Center without explanation, then they are also going to know the speed of light and round trip communication time to Martian orbit. I get that we're in, quote, the world next door, since there ain't no wormhole spotted in 1998, nor would the fast forward of 14 years bring us to anything like the future. I can suspend disbelief, but throw me a bone. Peeps who've read on, is this explained later? Please let it be explained later. Spoiler, it's not explained later. It's not explained later. Um, This didn't bother me at all because I felt <laughs> the way William did uh, because this only shows up at one point uh, where the ship is in our solar system. Uh, they they do not try to say uh, that this happens when the ship is farther away, but when the ship is in our solar system, that the conversation plays out without any pauses. Uh, and uh, William says, as I was reading, I assumed they were just skipping the lag and assumed that you knew about the wait time. Uh, that. To be fair, it wasn't significant to the plot. So I, eh, hmm. this is one of those things where I feel like if you just want to pick on a story, then you pick on this. But if you like the story, you overlook it because it's not impacting the plot. And and sure, it, they could have put in a line that said she waited 10 minutes for the response, but that gets annoying. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather you just assume that I know that and, and give me the conversation without having to point out that there's a 10 minute lag every time. Ruth asks a good question. She says, is it better to be vague and hand wavy with the science? Do you think to avoid raising expectations or is a little bad science among the good? Okay. Well, again, I don't, I, I would still quibble with whether this is bad science, but, but at the same time, yeah, this, the point of this book is, is the relationships. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think more often than not the, I mean, I, you know, I hesitate to say it cause I'm sure Tomahome is going to jump in and be like, no, <laughs> or Terp Kristen, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tomahome, uh, I meant Terp Kristen, uh, Terp Kristen's going to jump in and be like, I work in this industry, this cause nothing gets by Terp Kristen. Uh, but, uh, I, I think the majority of the science is, is decent. Uh, and this 
this book isn't trying to be hard science. Hard. It's not trying to be hard science. Well, so if you came for hard science, well, then this isn't your book. It's 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 hard though. It's I mean, to, not to use the same word again uh, to mean something different. It's difficult because I do understand what John is saying about the making it feel as though it is present in our world and sharing the same relationship to space-time that we all experience. Yeah, but again, I don't think this violates that. Okay, yeah, and you might be right. It you just might be didn't, right. It left it an open question whether it was or not. And so if you're going to be like, well, she didn't say it uh, specifically, and so I'm going to judge her hard and say she got it wrong, then that's fair because she didn't say it specifically. Or you can be like me and say, well, she didn't say it specifically because she assumes everybody knows that. At the time... It did. It crossed my mind, and I just assumed there was also a lag. That's yeah. That's what I did too. I'm like, oh, there's I a lag. She's of, just not telling us about it. Yeah, I just kind of it. It didn't bother me. I didn't pick up on it. Later stuff made me be a little like, oh, I don't know. There, there's but- definitely like again without <laughs> when we're not being spoilery. There's some stuff later that I don't think is meant to be in the Johnson Space Center type of stuff. That I'm like, right, okay, right. that's. <laughs> weird <laughs> but you know what i liked i liked the i liked the characters i thought some of the um all right i'm getting into book wrap-up never mind save it for the next episode i got plenty to talk about for the wrap-up i don't think this is spoilery but if you're extra sensitive uh turn away uh but this is this is just kind of saying this this to me sounds like book jacket kind of stuff. Uh, there's a section that deals with alcoholism. I'm not going to tell you who or, or any of the details of it, but it's done well. Mm-hmm. It was uncomfortably done well to me. Like I, I actually had a little bit of a hard time with that section because it was done so well. I'm like, Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't want to have to watch that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, so, and, and I think that that universally seems to be what everybody does praise about Vessel is, is how well the relationship stuff and the human stuff uh, is done. Totally. Totally. Um, and I, I, like I said, I know we're not wrapping things up, but El Camutador um, says that I have some thoughts about hashtag Vessel from Sword and Laser, wink, and links to a post over on his Tumblr. Um, and this isn't spoilery, uh, but he says... Vessel works pretty well when it comes to reflect how the relationships between couples and among relatives are put to the test by the situation that presents the sci-fi part of the book. That sci-fi part of the book, however, is duller than the more character-driven part of the book. I guess that the fact that I read The Amazing Children of Time before Vessel has a lot to do with this feeling, though. I'd also like to mention that both voice actors for the audiobook version are great. All in all, this has been a compelling, albeit somewhat bittersweet, reading. Good. Nice, yeah. nice little review, non-spoilery review. Yeah, in fact, I th- I think we probably will need to revisit John Taloni's uh, thread when we do wrap up with spoilers because mm-hmm. there are a couple other responses not related to the communication lag uh, that that I think are grounded in 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 in, in some reasonable. In concerns. good thoughts, yeah. In good good brain thoughts, and and they're All not right. so much science as in like really. uh well yeah when we make the uh you should make the template for the next episode now so we can drop that thread in there so we don't forget that'd be a good idea that's a great idea excelente all right and that kind of wraps up our episode um man the summer is just blowing by so fast and i know i also um did so bria picked a science fiction novel so i guess it's up to me this was my pick and i (laughs) i abdicated and let bria pick it uh and i was very happy to do so 
Very cool. Um, I do have some books in mind for the fantasy portion for next month. So I'll make sure to get that pick out within the next day or two um, over to Rob so he can populate the the newsletter and all the stuff. Uh, you should get them to me for too. you folks. And to you too, so you can send it out to the patrons. <laughs> and we'll also, get that so going. No. And so we can start reading it. I know I've already started reading Spinning Silver, so I'm kind of like just want to read that. But we already read Naomi Novik mm-hmm. recently. Um, so that's not going to fly. But I got some good ideas. All right. I can't wait to hear. And just like you folks out there who also have good ideas, good ideas that involve funding us on Patreon. How do you like that? Oh. I like them apples. I, That's pretty those good, Those right? are great apples. So thank you so much to all the folks who back us. Uh, if you want to help support us, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. Yes, uh, big thanks to Chris Darnell, Kristen Pilat, and Judy Serrato, among the many people who support us. You guys are the best. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. Find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email at feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWORD-6. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there. 